When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo, and we are down to one. One game left <laughs> the, in was, this miserable season. The March what, to 162 is almost What was complete. your favorite part of the first 161 games? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I sang Creed last night, Creed maybe Creed <laughs> last yeah. night. That's possible. That was a good All one. the times I said that Yachty is the most overrated baseball player of my life. Oh, uh, so that's like off, you know at least way too like at least twenty different times. Uh, me wearing a Hawaiian <laughs> that was also a good first one. Hawaiian Don't shirt. Yeah, oh, first yes. Hawaiian shirt in oh, spring yeah. training, but yeah. just every time it always looked here. clean. When we had all the vibes, which is every show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, every every show's got the vibes. Yeah. Anyway, hello Rhonda. Always appreciate Rhonda. you here. Also, yeah, Rhonda's Sean's. the best because she comes in and says she hello. Wins. She always gives the she always says hello oh, and, so, and oh, then wow. says our names and then like I just feel like very polite. Oh, yeah, very Rhonda's polite. Like very very polite. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got. Lucas I don't know if chat. she's a mom, but it's like big mom vibes. I feel so like Joel. We're gonna talk about it. Cool. Joel, we're Sean, talk Lucas. About it. Don't jump ahead, Joel. <laughs> we got to talk about game 161 first real quick. <laughs> game 161, the biggest Three, game two. of the year, baby. The night right. Thompson and Hughes gave up the lead and the Cubs lost. Yeah, maybe uh, not the scenario you were expecting. No, right? that was not yeah. the scenario we were thinking of. Um, first, Wilson, will that be his final home run in a Cubs uniform? Many people are starting to think it, 22 man. 22 on the season. Starting to think it. I think that's got to have been thought for a while. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah. anyone with the brain's been thinking it. I don't choose not to have a brain when it comes to Sean that. Sean can't topic. handle this Wilson BS. <laughs> it's, I mean, we, we kind of went in depth on it yesterday. I mean, it's just that's the direction. That's, you know, where the arrow's pointing. That's just the writing's kind of on the wall. It's just everything you, the, all, throw all the cliches out there. Like, it's, it feels like it's about to come to an end i mean it, i guess you can never say never no one ever says never but well, you it's know the cubs like, will definitely give give out the qualifying offer and yeah. then we'll see i expected to and and they you know, should a, because if they yeah. don't they ain't getting no draft pick at well, least and there's every chance he accepts it too <laughs> right. and comes and is you know goes back to the i cubs think i'd be more angry season. about that if they didn't extend the qualifying offer and didn't even get the draft pick oh man mm-hmm. i will come on this podcast and yell mm-hmm. some more shit it's, yeah it's um yeah it's it's just kind of the the position that the Cubs are in right now, that Wilson's in right now, and uh, I guess and we just kind of wait to see. Be on the Cardinals next year, <laughs> Mister Gordon. Stirring the pot again, stirring it up. He's really good at stirring that butter. <laughs> he likes to stir it up. <laughs> Wilson allegedly reached out to a friend on the Cardinals. Got good, good reports back. Jose Quintana. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. How boring is St. Louis? It's boring, but you still get paid. <laughs> okay. But, but we still get paid. <laughs> we still make money. It's boring. Uh, Your money goes a lot further there yeah. than it does here. Uh, listen, I don't. 
I don't care where he goes. St. Louis would be a little bit of – St. Louis or Milwaukee would be a little tough to swallow, but – It's just like, you know, okay. it, it's, just, it's just that I think in the end it's just like, Wilson, go get paid what you want to be paid. And if like, – yeah. I mean, I guess if this is the Cardinals that are going to give it to you, what you feel you're worth, like then, you know, props to I, you. Getting your know, hats off, you've earned it. <laughs> like this that's, that's kind of what it is. This is how I feel. Uh-oh. It's big Dexter Fowler vibes. Like, well, yeah, because and this is not nothing against Wilson. It's just like, why? And and this is why I don't even think the Cardinals are even interested, because why would you go from defensive mind catcher that you've had for 20 years and perhaps is a little overrated? Why would you go from that to bring in an offensive catcher when you already have a team full of offense? They do. They have two six war players in their lineup this year. On top of a bunch of other young position players coming up, anyway, so why why would you why would you add more offense to the offense you already have when clearly the they've shown to win with a defensive mind catcher over the last two decades? Well, I mean, it's that's the way that's, that, good, that's, that's the point. way that I look. I, at I it. think I, I I mean, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm they looking have at six it as top 100 prospects. By if, the way, I, if I'm if I'm the Cardinals, I'm looking at it as like you see what the Cubs did all year. He DH probably at least 50 percent of his games, if not more. Like he could be your DH, and and Cody, we talked about it beforehand. Like if he can play first base, take some, you know, let Paul Goldschmidt get, you know, a few days off, get off his legs a couple times. Like that's another. Way. I mean, it's like he's not going to be there like every single day, 162 or even close to that catcher. Just like he wasn't at all this year. I think I think that's if you're if you're the Cardinals, that's you how you look Wilson at it. Wilson has that kind of pride where he's not going to be automatically be, uh, you know, your starting catcher catching every day. Well, you think Wilson has that kind of pride? He did it this year. This was this well. But this is what, his chance first to change in the, the story. first half. I, go back in the first half. I'd love to know how many games he caught in the first half before the deadline. And then, of course, the I'll second half is hard to tell. He's, he, he got hurt, so he didn't play. And then off, going into the deadline, they DH'd him because we all thought they were going to trade him. I'll have to do some counting. Guy Finley says, tell your story walking in St. Louis. Is he ref- are you, Guy, are you talking to me like about... Do you have a story of you walking I in mean, St. Louis? Kinda, I mean, kind of. When the Blues hosted the Blackhawks on Easter Sunday, it was a playoff game. And I had a blue suit on. I was sideline reporting for a playoff game for the for NBC. And some old lady was walking by, and she's like, nice blue suit. No way, what she said, nice blue suit, go blues. And I said, actually, it's cubby blue. And she just turned around and just, like, viciously yelled, rotten hell. <laughs> she just, I, I don't know if that's what he's referring to, but I have told that story before. I believe that's what she said was rotten hell. Oh, she told gosh. me. Just... Simply said, it wasn't blues yeah. blue; it was cubby blue. Well, I have my story of my the the guy checking me into my hotel, just yes. completely just falling asleep in front of me. <laughs> That's right. As I'm waiting to get checked into my room, and then giving me the key to someone else's room as I walk in, and the door latch is on, and I'm like, "Well, right, th- this isn't this <laughs> isn't good." I, you know, I, run, I run away, I run away from the door back down to the elevator. Yeah. Well, it was funny because that dude was sitting down, and like, did you see somebody in the room? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. The dude that was at the front desk was sitting oh, yeah, down. But you didn't, like when you went to open the door no, 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 the, the, and it was latched, you didn't see anybody like. Well, the, I mean, there. I don't, I don't think the lights were on. No, I didn't, I didn't look. I just like, I, I opened it and then the latch was on. I'm like, this isn't supposed to happen. So yeah, it was no, it, but then the guy was like sitting down when he fell asleep 
And then he stood up, and, and then when I went back down, he was still standing up. So I'm like, that's how he's trying to keep himself awake just in case it happens again. I don't want to make him feel bad. But St. Was, Louis is not a nice city. No. I don't know. But Boring, yeah. yes. Anyways, I, I don't really want to see him go there, and I don't want to see him go to Milwaukee, but if that's who pays him the most, so be it. You won't really care if the Cubs improve their team, and that's where he goes. Yeah, and I mean, again, I, I, to me it feels like when Dexter Fowler went to the Cardinals after they won the World Series. Like, the Cubs didn't want to pay him what, what his market was, and he went to the Cardinals, and you started to see his career start to dip. Not all the reasons I already said, it just isn't a very Cardinals move to me that they would go and sign Contreras. I'll agree with that one. It does, it does not make any sense to me. Of all the years I have to sit and watch this godforsaken franchise ruin my freaking summers, the Cardinals, even remotely being interested in Wilson Contreras, isn't a typical Cardinals thing. And again, six top 100 prospects, and I'm, pl- I'm pretty sure one of them is a catcher. So... Maybe they want a proven guy to go in there to help groom this next guy, but with all the reports saying he doesn't know how to call games, he doesn't take criticism well, apparently kind of a bad teammate. Like, I don't know. Like, I, it's doesn't make sense to me. So I'll believe it when I see it. Will I be happy if it happens? I mean, I'm not going to like it, and I'm sure Wilson will have some sort of grudge, no matter how much he says he loves the Cubs fans. He will have some grudge with the Cubs front office for not wanting to have a serious conversation about keeping him long term. But... From just a player standpoint, I don't blame him. Well, I agree in the sense that, like, the Cardinals, like, even Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt were trades, and then Arenado got the extension. I don't know if Paul Goldschmidt also signed. He might have signed one. I don't don't remember. But those are trades. Like, they aren't, like, huge players in free agency, and I guess it depends what the market is for Wilson Contreras because if it's, like, lower than maybe even Wilson expects, the the Cardinals may try to swoop in right there, but – um, as far as going out and getting a big free agent signing, it doesn't often happen in St. Louis. Yeah. I just think that that team needs more pitching than they need offense. Like like going into the postseason, yeah, they, they've been the hottest team in the second half. They also played the easiest schedule, schedule in the second half. Like Jordan Montgomery has been a huge addition for them. He's like turned into another person. He was, he's been even like 10 times better than he ever was with the Yankees. And Jose Quintana has just continued to have the biggest bounce back season I've ever seen. Like they hit they hit gold with both of those. All right. Don't get me started about the Quintana thing. They that, hit gold that, with Ryan Terrio too, the Ryan. <laughs> like and Jack Flattery's back. Like suitor. but like can can they rely on him to be healthy next year? Like he hasn't been healthy the last couple years. Wainwright is literally almost older than Luke. I mean, what like yeah, what was an uncalled they, for <laughs> shot? Just an uncalled for shot. <laughs> Like I'm just I'm I'm just saying that team needs pitching. One why game would they left in the season? Why would they invest more money into offense when they need pitching going forward? If they want they want to keep this thing moving like they have been this year, to me like or if they want to take the next next step because going into this postseason, like I think they could perhaps maybe maybe if one of the, you know how that cardinal devil magic works like maybe they can get into that NLCS and challenge the Dodgers or the Braves. Well, I guess they would have to play the Braves, but you know what I mean, maybe the Dodgers. Like they they need more pitching to really be a World Series contender in my opinion. So to to me going in the offseason, they if they do that, then yeah, I'm going to be afraid of them next year. I'm already going to be afraid of them anyway, but like they add more pitching, then they can really be a World Series contender. This year, 
they, you know, they got six more seasons out of their two studs mm-hmm. in the lineup, and then they've had some young guys come up and impress. Uh, and Wainwright is still somehow giving you quality innings, and yeah. Miles Michaelis came back from an injury and has played well for them. But they're just like there isn't a lot to like with the pitching. And Stephen, did we get that super chat? Oh yeah, look at that. Look at that. Four ninety nine. Hector. Cha-ching. We did actually know that Morrell has a twenty year old brother on the ACL Cubs, who apparently Morrell says is better than him. Ooh. Well, so what? Apparently Morrell said that in the past that really? his brother might be better than him, or maybe I'm maybe I'm misspeaking. Maybe someone else had said that, like a scout or something. But I know I've seen somewhere that someone has said Christopher Morrell's brother is is better. Was than it him. Crawley? Mm-hmm. It could have been Crawley. Could have been Crawley. <laughs> Crawley's on the. I like Jules' comments a lot. Jules' comment also. He says it would be very Cardinals to swoop Rodon right from under us. Yes. Now that makes more sense to me. <clears throat> if Rodon goes to the Cardinals, yeah. That does that, sound like a that, move. That honestly would hurt me more than Contreras going to the Cardinals. So Rafael is is Christopher Morel's brother's name, by the way. Rafael Morel. Rafael Morel. That's that's a cool name. I like that name. Rafael Morel. Uh <laughs> so Wilson hits number twenty two. He hit twenty four in twenty nineteen. Meanwhile, the biggest home run of the night in all of Major League Baseball, clearly. Nico Horner hitting number 10 on the season for the Cubs. Because the biggest home run we're of hoping the to see Nico and Madrigal combined for 11 home runs this yeah, season. Yeah, because Joey said it at we 10 and a half. still have a shot. In the preseason. We still have a shot. Need yeah. one tomorrow, baby. I mean, the clutchest home run of the year. It's the only thing that matters tomorrow. I mean, yeah. Nico, Nico turned on that one today. I think like that was a 95-mile-per-hour fastball in on the hands. Well, I mean, not in on the hands, but it was, you know, inside on the plate turned on it, took it out. You know, it was a home run off the bat. I think he could do it again tomorrow. I, mm-hmm. I think, speaking of which, like, Nico, I guess we'll get to who you got, right? But Oh, we can do who you got now. You want to do it right Yeah, now? we can do who you got now. Um, I mean, Cody uh, disrespected the game, yep. who you got, yep. and because he's wrapped up who you got by a small margin, small and um, debatable margin, uh, he decided not to make a pick. He was too good for the game. Well, today. here's the thing. Here's my thing. It's like the Yankees not playing the last two. Here's games my thing. Season. And when you when you put, it's a cardinal like move. When you oh put, my god, no, that's where no. we draw Hold the on. line. It's, so some, it's something that Yachty would do. Oh my god. Hold on. Here's my. That thing. is not true. So I bet I I, I picked Nico and then I wagered twenty points. All the twenty <laughs> points that I had. Luke yeah. Luke wagered a hundred dollars and a pint of you blood. You didn't wager. Points. I just said I would get a hundred points if I won. Oh, okay. Oh, did I do 20? You said anyway, five. Okay, five. Yeah. I was going to do 20 tomorrow. You're right. Yeah. Five today on this one. Anyway. I when, said if Kiros hit, you guys each would owe me a pint of blood. <laughs> Case I ever you, needed it, we were just going to store it in the fridge also, here. But you also wagered 100 points. No, I just said you guys should have to give what? me 100 points. Anyway, you lost. Wagering. Cody didn't pick. But when he picked Kiros like two weeks ago that and wagered gold. three points, you that, gave him three points. I, I gave deserve, him two. You ended up giving him all three. No, I gave no, him two. He gave him two. Okay, so gave, I should get him After four. he wouldn't stop was, arguing about it. And it was a Stavon Kuros. It was easily the pick of the season. I disagree. <laughs> Come on. Joey picked Jan Gomes on the home run that somehow Jan beat Gomes me. Jan Gomes, a veteran. Estevan Kuros is going to have like 
30 games of big league play. But he picked the only guy that Maybe. could have that could have beat Nico that game. Like right. Kiros had Eric, the only good point. Guy. How many points does Maverick get, however? Maverick hasn't made a point since Top Gun Top Gun yeah. day at Wrigley. We can't Field. play the Maverick music. Steven so told I, us he won and not on his watch. I won clearly and I think I deserve at least four points. Um you you wagered five. Yeah, so I said I, I deserve at least four if you're not gonna give me all five. No, I'll give you all five. Oh, okay, there we go. I play fair, believe it or not. Okay. So I, I, I start the trend by saying I deserve three points. No, but you didn't, you didn't wager them. I Esteban did. Esteban Kiros, and I got two. But you didn't wager them. Well, that was also you the didn't. first time this whole oh. thing happened. We talked about going into these last few games mm-hmm. that you could wager points. and like. Oh, yeah. I didn't know we'd actually officially were going to do it, though, because oh, I, I thought the, we decided the game was over. No. He did. He decided the game was uh, over. I didn't decide shit. Well, but that's why you didn't make a pick today. No, we exactly. decided it was over. Because I thought it was over. We declared nope. Cody the champ. I didn't do that. Well, Luke would rather me be the champ than let Ryan get points. No, it's kind of wild here. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> the points are all the points are pointless because Cody no. won. Not if we That's why I picked Kiros, just for fun. Oh, is that what it was? Because if yeah. Kira, what if Kuros would have had a well, a then we would have celebrated yeah. it duly. Oh, we would have. Would we have stuff? Yeah, that's, he picked Kuros just for fun, but he also tried to switch to Contreras after Kuros struck out. Struck out in his first at bat. He <laughs> yeah. didn't look good. Anyway, he didn't look good. Anyway, uh, I'll make a pick tomorrow. Y'all are both tied at twenty six. If I wanted Ooh. to win today, I would have taken the ass man because I knew he was going to give you five and a third shutout again. You knew it. You absolutely knew it was. He didn't happen. give you five and a third shutout though, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, oh, I yeah, he so. did. Okay, yeah, definitely right, went right. into the sixth. Those runs right. were to Keegan they were, and they to, were in the, the inning uh, after. Hughes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he definitely went into the sixth inning well, today. Or despite the fact that Keegan gave up, I mean, walk? first of all, quickly, Assad, again, he's in the Sampson boat where he's he's done enough to be you know someone that you at least have around next year, yeah. and you know you're gonna you're gonna keep him around and see what you have, and then play from that depth, and then. You know, we'll, we'll get to see uh, Sampson one more time. But Keegan, I know he gave up two runs in the bullpen this time, but he got out of a huge jam that he had to come into. Are, are, have we decided that reliever over starter, or are you just going to kind of wait it out, look at spring training, see who they get, yeah. and then decide where you well, want to well, go? Well, here's, here's Keegan's stats. Here's Keegan's stats, or his splits. Uh Versus uh, starter versus reliever, clearly he's been better as a as a reliever. Um, less innings, probably less outings, but um, or yeah, less innings. But he's been just a little, you know, he's been a lot better as a reliever. Um, which it tells me that you have Keegan in Keegan a solid floor. Like he, if he's your multi inning weapon at reliever, then you can. Be completely comfortable with that. If, he, if he's a guy you can go out, you can put out there, and and feel confident that's going to pitch or give you two, three innings maybe of solid relief. Like that's that's if that's his floor, you're very very comfortable with that. I don't think what he's done as a starter has me not believing he can't be a starter. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in the middle of that that kind of that stretch run of him in the rotation, he started mm-hmm. learning the slider. Like, yeah, he looked like good. He, he, but it's just like that's a brand new pitch. You know, he's trying to mix up the repertoire, add, add another pitch. Um, and, you know, maybe that leads to, to a couple a couple more hits or a couple more home runs like during that time. Like it's – I don't think we rule out Keegan as a starter. I think it's kind of 
You go to spring training, see what I you agree. got in him, yeah. let him compete for that. Just like they let him compete for spring, uh, for the rotation and spring training this year, and then ultimately decided to to start him out in the bullpen. Like I think you go into next season doing that because you know that he could be a good reliever, a good long reliever. But you also want to see like does he put in the work this off season? Does he gain command of like you know, all his pitches and mix them well? And does he do that coming out of spring? Can can they trust him as a as a rotation guy on opening day? Like I think that's what you they want to see in spring, and I think that is the right way to go about it. Well, the only reason that I'm like you should just put him in the bullpen now is because you've seen so many guys perform as a starter really well in the second half, right? Whenever he was performing well as a starter, I mean the Cubs were so depleted that. And he was pitching so well at certain games that you're like, well, this guy could do this. But, like, Drew Smiley, like, if you bring him back, which he's – not only has he said he wants to come back, but he's also just pitched really good in the second half of the season. And he was even better in the first half than we really expected. Samson, Assad, and then you got Kyle Hendricks, and then Stroman and Steele. And Wesneski as an option. And then if you actually do sign a free agent pitcher, a veteran or whatever, or a top-of-the-line number one starter, then, like, that's another one. So, like, to me, you've seen better numbers in the bullpen. Use them as a multi-inning pitching weapon, as as they like to call it. And you can can have a spot start every now and then is kind of like where I sit right now because I'd just rather Smiley be a starter than out of the bullpen personally. Uh, and you know Hendricks is going to start. And, like, Wesneski, I don't think he's going to start at the beginning of the year. But if he is, he's the one that I would rather have be a starter over Thompson. And, again, like, will they sign a free agent pitcher? I, we, we think they might. But even if they don't, like, they still have so many guys, it just feels like at this point Thompson's going to be in the bullpen. And, like, it's qu- weird for me to say that because literally two, three months ago, I was like, this guy's earned a spot in the rotation. I mean, he went to Los Angeles, shoved, like, seven innings down the Dodgers' throats. He he broke the 11-game losing streak, shoving it against the Braves, who just won 100 games. Like, he's pitched really well as a starter against really good teams. I know the numbers that we showed as a starter aren't great. ZRA is over four, four and a half. Like, I get it. And that's probably because of his last two starts he has at a star- as a starter before he went on the IL were not good. But he had a really good stretch there between, you know, June and when at, right before he went on the IL and I think in August, like where he looked like a, a very solid every fifth day starter. And so, like, now with all the guys they do have, it just feels like his best – his best – role could be out of the bullpen with Alzale as a multi-inning, multi-weapon, whatever you want to call him, and, uh, you know, let things play out. And if an injury happens, you got a guy right there who you can insert and be a spot starter. Yeah, I don't know that I'm uh, sold on, like, Samson or Killian or whoever the guy might be over Thompson. I just think it, it becomes a philosophical organizational question how much do you value that high-end reliever that can go multiple innings yeah it's changed in baseball there's no question about that 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 role has become more prominent more valued is it more valuable than a four or five that you can depend on in the starting rotation I don't know I would love to hear 
and I and I think they'd it'd be difficult to uh, for a, a GM or somebody currently in the game to actually give you that answer because then people are going to start comparing name to name and say, oh, this guy's more valuable than this guy. But you might find people that are out of the game that would say, yeah, I think you're starting to see that a reliever that can take the worst part of the coming in a bad situation and then give you three innings yeah. multiple times a week might be more valuable to you than your fifth starter for sure. Well, but it could also be your fourth starter. Well, and that's why we were like, remember at the beginning of the season when he was like, however many innings without, you know, a run allowed? Like, it Did was you go like 16 innings or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and it was like, we were kind of thinking, like, is this guy going to be an all star this year? Like, right. he's, yeah. he's been, he was killing it. And obviously that didn't completely last. And when he moved to the rotation, you know, had, had some ups and downs. But again, I, I just come back to the fact that it's, I wouldn't rule Keegan Thompson out as a, as a rotation guy now. Maybe his best thing is to be out of the bullpen as a long relief guy, as Luke just described. Somebody said Andrew Miller, an Andrew Miller type yeah. guy that can mm-hmm. lock down yeah. at the when, very least two big innings before you're close. Whenever you need him. But yeah. it's but that, I'm saying was like that may may end up being where he ends up and and that's I think is a very good role for him because he's done really well in it. But I also don't think you you just give up on him being a starter just because he he did well as a reliever this year because again he's he's learning. I mean, this is it, he had. I don't remember how many starts he had, but it was really his first full run as a starter. I know he had like back mm-hmm. in September last year. We were starting a lot of games. I think he started some in or in August too. Um, I don't think you give up on him as a starter if that's where the Cubs see him. If if not, if not, then I again well, I think he's a good reliever, a really I'll, good reliever. I'll say this: if if Drew Smiley's not on the Cubs next year and they don't sign a number one starter, maybe they sign a veteran who can play in the middle of the rotation. And yeah, maybe you can find a way to talk me into Thompson being in the rotation. But there's just so many guys, and like everyone's telling me that we're gonna that they're gonna put Hendricks in the rotation. He's gonna be here. Like he's he's taking up a spot, man. Like if if it's up to me, like I'd rather have Thompson in the rotation than Hendricks going next year. But I understand the intangibles that Hendricks brings in terms of veteran leadership and. Uh, or just a veteran presence and the experience. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. But, like, in terms of who's going to be in the rotation, who has a higher upside, like, we've seen all these guys do this all year, and now you got to decide who do you want on next year's team. Do they, like someone said in the chat, like maybe they maybe they flip Thompson with for Shane Bieber because he's built his value up so much. You know what I mean? Like if it's not Thompson that they do something like that, like maybe it's someone else, and then that does open up a, a spot for Thompson. I'm just saying at this very point in time here with 100 or with one game left in the season, it just feels like Thompson's going to be in the bullpen next year based yeah. off the numbers we've seen. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with I think you. It's like, more likely. A, I think it's yeah, more it's likely he's in the bullpen. He could be a definitely I a spot starter. But I think it's starter. still very possible he's in the rotation, too. It also just depends on what, like you guys have been saying, what they do this offseason. Like if they go out or if they bring Drew Smiley back, if they go out and get a number one starter, a guy like Carlos Rodon or something, like there's not a whole lot of room in that rotation. And again, you mentioned Kyle Hendricks. I, if I, I'm the opposite. I'd rather have Kyle Hendricks in the rotation, not because I think he's better than Keegan, but we've never seen Kyle as a reliever. We've never seen it. We know Keegan well, Thompson can be a very good reliever. I'm not even saying Hendricks should be in the as I should. I'm not even saying Hendricks should be a reliever. I'm just saying like he's on the roster. We have one year left. Like there's no there's no value to trade him because he's hurt. Like so he's gonna be in the rotation. Like. So, like, there's nowhere else to put him, so you have to put him there and unless you 
you know, cut ties in one some way or another. But the Cubs aren't going to do that, and he doesn't no. deserve that. So, like, I, I get it. I get that standpoint. I'm just saying that, like, as much as I'm hoping that Hendricks can get back to 2020 form, all 12 of those starts, I'm not optimistic about it. And that's why part of me wants – part of me wishes that they would use someone else and, you know, I don't know, like – that's just that's just You're how not I feel. To the Hayward point with Hendricks, almost. Wow, I'm almost wow. to that point. Wow, I'm almost to that point. Wow, that's and that's I understand who he is. That's I understand. A bad take. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't, don't agree. I don't agree with. I don't agree with it. But I, I understand the frustration Listen, all over about, the injuries and some of the bad starts that have right. happened. He's he's not. Before he got hurt, he, he was, was in Before he we got hurt, that. he was the same thing as 2021. And I understand in 2021 he had a stretch of like 16 starts where he was really good, but like I, I just in a Cubs uniform, he know. was he had a lot better stretch of of success, a lot longer stretch of success than well, I guess Hayward never really had one. Oh, Kyle yeah, had like four, comparable, yeah. Six, I know five years where he was like, really know, really good. One or two where he was young. yeah, one or two where he was Cy Young caliber, like. I, I, yeah, I, it's been multiple years, guys. I understand yeah, the I, greatness that he is that he has put on with the kind of pitcher he is. I understand, but it has been multiple seasons. Yeah, but to say to, to, to say you're you're almost at like the Hay, the Hayward like wanting to cut ties with him like that's I don't know I I, I don't see it I don't agree with it. All right. Well, to disagree. me, that's kind of looking at it with like the whole like emotional aspect to it. Well, I also I'm all about results. I we also want, think we need results. Pitching depth is so big and that's what they've been trying to build whereas outfield depth is yeah. not something that you're you know again you only have to have I, four outfielders. I know you don't, need, I, you don't need nine guys for right. the season to play again outfield. I know Hendricks unless is you're this year's Cubs team yeah, then you yeah. do when I know Hendricks hurt. is going to be here and I know he's going to be in the rotation next year and I'm fine with it I'm completely fine with it but I'm also the leash is short with me like if he does classic Kyle Hendricks in April again next year and then it doesn't get better and there's no shift, so he doesn't have that 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 the the better defense that he's always had around him. I'm just saying, but I, but again, I'm cheering for him. I want him to rebound and, and get to like get back to half of what he was in 2020 for those 12 starts. I would love for him to even do that, especially with the shift being gone next year. Like, I just I'm. I'm I'm just being honest that I'm not optimistic about it. The guy's a Cubs legend. The guy won the biggest game in NLCS Cubs history, whatever. And he pitched in Game Seven. He should have pitched longer. All of that, all of it. I get it. But we're I'm just talking about in the moment right now. We're in the moment right now. Like I don't know how anyone can feel confident going into 2023 with Kyle Hendricks. I, I I'm well, okay nice. with it's not if that. you're thinking it's... he's your fifth starter because yeah. you have all this depth. Now if you were telling me you're counting on him as your number one starter no, going then, into the season. Then... That would be a huge sure. mistake. And, and, he, and he won't. You're not alone. Lucas is saying he agrees with you. And, 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 and he, I know he won't he's be there. He's not Kevin Tapp. He won't he's be their number one. And, and him Tappen. as the five next year is fine. Like, that's totally fine. I'm just, again, stating that the leash is short with me, at least. So You know what he needs this offseason? A good dose of Green Ridge Farm meat sticks. Green Ridge Farm, Ooh, a Chicago yeah, local meat and everything. cheese company, offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches. These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours. 16 grams of protein per stick, a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, 
flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. Haven't tried them yet? You don't know what you're missing. Delicious because they're made from recipes that are generations in the making and being all natural. They deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigeration section at Costco, Sam's Club, or your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now when you order any three meat products at greenridgefarm.com, include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks are going to be free by just using the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. Uh, game time tickets. By the way, first of all, Cody, you did use game time tickets on Friday, correct? Yeah. When you went to Wrigley Field. I did, yeah. And get good deal? Yeah, I mean, it, I got me and my girlfriend's ticket for less than 40 bucks. Boom. Yeah. Alec, Alec in the chat also said he used the game time app to go to the game good. tonight. I was trying to tonight, find Tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah, tonight. I hope you yeah. clicked the, the link in our bio, but... Either way. There it is. Thank you, Al. Yeah, let's, we hope you used our link, please. Uh, Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best seats on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you thought you never could? You know, 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you never could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on upcoming Bulls tickets. Preseason started tonight on the road, created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love game time, and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. By the way, that Bulls preseason game against the Pelicans going on, uh, Peck and da- Big Dave are in here tonight. Boy, they bring the juice, huh? Yeah, someone said something in the comments about how, like, what is that noise in the background? It's them just being loud as fuck all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I literally is. told them once they're, once they're done, I was like, if no one in this building knows that they are not the loudest people here, then they are never here. The amount of energy that Matt Peck has, I didn't have when I was 14. <laughs> and he's like you know, 35 or some shit you know, like and that. That's, and that's when I was just eating, like, chocolate-covered graham crackers one after another. Packs of donuts, and I could run all over the place like a gazelle. <laughs> I like, still didn't have the energy that he has. I'd love to watch Stucky yell what, or run like a gazelle. We're at nine twenty-two, and he's over there just like watching the game, just like bouncing <laughs> in the chair. It's like, <laughs> oh, drink a go. coffee. They are just. They are espresso they are, at nine thirty. <laughs> they are vibes. They have vibes. <laughs> oh, Do you God. sleep? Do you sleep at night? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Only when he see, when he sleeps, he only dreams about the bulls anyway. So it's sometimes it's better for him not to sleep. Oh gosh. Uh I love this comment. <laughs> to get back to things, I love this comment from um D Polos, I think is who it is. Polos. He said Cody is Madden with the short leash on Hendricks. I thought that was witty. Um, there it is. Yeah. I know, I get it. A lot of people don't agree with me. That's but again, fine. you could you, then you could have Hendricks and you could line it up where Hendricks is the starter and Keegan is your guy ready to go four or five innings. Yeah, I just like kind of the that's the luxury of having a guy like right. that. Now, or if a the, guy like Sampson might be able to do the same thing. If the Cubs magically 
and I say this because I feel like we talk or there's always like maybe a hope that maybe they would do this in recent years. But like if they decide to go like with the six man rotation, again, I don't think they'll do that. But if they did, yeah, to me, then then I'll be then I'll have a longer leash. But there's a lot of talent here, man. Like say they don't put Wesneski in the rotation, but he's performing well in the in the bullpen mm-hmm. early on in the year. But Kyle Hendricks is struggling. How long do you wait? And how like especially if the team is like you know, hasn't completely taken off and maybe they're, but they're competing in their 500 or whatever. But, but again, Hendricks is inconsistent. Like he's been the last couple of years and like not really giving you innings, but again, Wesneski is doing things like I, these are the scenarios that I'm thinking in my head to why like Kyle Hendricks is like, you know, making me feel a little down. Well, just remember, he is the professor. He is. And if you have all these young pitchers coming up, it never hurts to have, one of the smartest pitchers you had in franchise history, there to be like, hey, you might want to work on this. You might want to work on this. Absolutely. Because while Hayward was great at doing that with, say, and some of these other guys, Kyle Hendricks can – the proof is in the pudding. Like, this will work. I I don't throw hard. If you do this and you throw that hard, it will work. That's another thing I'm like, if if I trust anyone, any pitcher to bounce back, it's someone that has never relied on velocity to to for success. Like he's always been a guy that had, mechanically was correct, command had the command of every pitch, and could just make you roll into a ground ball. Like that's what, why yeah. why Kyle Hendricks was so good. And if I know the mechanical issues weren't there for most of the year this year, um, and a lot of that had to do or ended up having to do with his shoulder. Um, if he can get past that, if he can get healthy, he recovers. I I would trust. I mean, I I get it. I get the I get the short leash that you're talking about. But I would trust that a guy, again, who injuries aren't going to sap any velocity from him because he doesn't never had never needed it, never pitched with it. I would trust a guy that just once he's healthy and feels right and can get mechanically there, he can bounce back. That's why yeah. I, I I would trust it in that sense over. The, Over the, someone that needs to throw 97 to get people out, you know? The, like, the mental aspect and just the the IQ of the game, yes, he is undefeated at that. He definitely has that. And I, I hope he uses that to his advantage next yeah. year. I basically said what I said because, like, I think I'm, I'm saying as far as what a lot of fans are saying, they want to see some of these young guys come in here and get a real opportunity to, to, to start with a competitive Cubs team. So... Uh, you know, Kyle Hendricks hasn't – he's earned enough, you know, weight to be able to automatically put him in that rotation. I just – you know, I'm I'm just nervous about it. I hope I hope, I hope, hope he completely proves me wrong. Uh, the big story outside of Nico Horner's 10th home run this season. But it's one away from – I thought that from, was the biggest. one away from 11. I that was the I, biggest. That was the biggest. I, I, the second biggest story, of course, yeah. was in the American League where Aaron Judge hit number 62. And we saw the video of, we're all thinking, well, who's going to grab that money ball? You know, like who's going to jump down and grab that ball? And apparently it was a vice president for Fisher Investments. If that is the guy that jumped over the fence, like dropped like 10 feet to get the ball, honestly, I hope he broke his ankle. Yeah. If you got that kind of money and you're that that desperate to get a baseball, I I hope you, I hope he broke his ankle. No, the guy that, 
caught the ball is the one that was the Fisher investment guy. The guy that jumped down was just a random fan that thought it was Oh, I thought he in. jumped down. No, no, no. Oh, okay. He, the guy, no, because the, the guy caught it, I think, on, on the fly. And the other guy just fell. And the other guy, like, of. I think. He started crawling down, though. <laughs> it looked like he maybe thought it was going to fall into that little space. Oh, he's like, I'm going to get down so, there before yeah, anybody yeah, else. Yeah, I think that's what it was. No, but the okay. guy who caught it ended up being, like, the vice president of some, well, like, still multi-million lame. dollar company. Like, it was. Yeah. It was, why couldn't I have caught that ball? Right. Mm. Uh. I don't know how to say it. It's the most uh, America thing ever that some guy with that much money got that ball instead of someone else <laughs> who actually deserved it. Ryan, if you did catch that ball, how much are you asking for? I've seen two million, so I'm starting there. Well, that's where you start, huh? I'm starting there. Maybe, okay. maybe Aaron Judge because he's like a two what feet idiot taller. Is than going to give two million dollars for that baseball? The guy I about just, to make. I understand million. what you're saying. Like, if somebody's going to give me two million for it, I'll take it. But like. Kind of jerk do you have to be to spend two million dollars on a baseball? I mean, Aaron, Aaron Judge is Aaron Judge is like two feet taller than me and may be able to intimidate me into giving him the ball. Right. But I'm definitely gonna like try. I'm picturing again. I'm picturing Zambrano. <laughs> the Yankees have enough to give two million dollars away. Yeah, they have enough yeah. for for a ball like that. Well, you I think you think that ball go like whenever, whenever that guy sells it, say the MLB wants it or whatever. If the MLB or the Yankees get, wouldn't you think they would try and put that in the Hall of Fame? I mean, of that's course, an American like should, League record, right? Shouldn't Major League Baseball just pay whatever the guy wants? Yeah, like, all right, dude, here's the deal: we're going to get you seven hundred thousand dollars to put it in the Hall of Fame. Like Major League Baseball, that's nothing. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but, uh, to the just, Yankees just again, it's nothing. Cut the guy a check for five hundred grand and walk away. If you were Aaron Judge, would you keep it or would you give it to Hall, the Hall of Fame? I think he'd probably rather see it in the Hall of Fame, right? Like, more people are going to see it and remember what you did yeah. by storing it there than putting it on a mantle in a house where nobody's going to see it. Yeah, don't you want to rather, be, able to, I I be able to see it every day and just, like, remind you of what you did? If know. it was his 74th home run, yes. <laughs> but it was his 62nd. Still short of Sammy. Yep. yep. Was it 11? Sure. 11 sh- no, one short of one Sammy's. Short. Third, third best, best season of his third best, yeah. Won't let him back in the ballpark, though. Won't put him in the Hall of Fame, though. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you have the Braves in Game One Sixty One executing their first sacrifice bunt of the season. <laughs> so, on one hand, you have a guy hitting sixty-two home runs, and on the other hand, you have a team that has their first sack bunt of the season with one game to go. <laughs> And it's in a game yeah. that matters too. Can't like, we get somewhere in between? Yeah, <laughs> the NL East isn't wrapped up, right? Like it. I think I think the Braves just wrapped it up tonight. Did they? Okay. I think yeah. so. So they uh, did it in a game, a clinching division, clinching game. Wow. So it yeah, was meaningful. It, 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 was it, meaningful. it mattered. It mattered. And I wonder if they like saw the stat and then like, oh damn, we actually don't have any sacrifice bunts all year. And then that's how they did it. I don't know. Interesting. That would be that. That would that. I don't know. That would be funny though. But yeah, I, when I saw that stat. That they hadn't, yeah, they hadn't had a sacrifice bunt. The only team in the majors at that point. I'm like, that's that had to be crazy. There had to be one, right? And then apparently there wasn't. So meanwhile, the Cubs are over here stealing bases, like it's trying to steal bases. I should say. Well, Jed Hoyer, I think he was, uh, he was in the broadcast booth over the weekend. I want to say it was Saturday. I was watching the game. He was in the broadcast booth with JD and Boog, and they were kind of talking about the shift and they were talking about like what MLB is trying to move with these new rule changes. And Jed said something along the lines of like, 
really exposing like what like the athletes, the type of athletes that are in baseball. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to get not not only more action on the bases and uh, on defense, but like just more plays like triples and stuff like that and, and doubles, uh, exciting plays. Everyone says those are like the exciting plays. So like, um, you know, I don't really know where I'm trying to go with this. but it's <laughs> Less like, distance between the bases now with those it's giant just like It's one of those things where like – that that's what like MLB they wanted they want more action on the bases they want more action on defense blah 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 more balls in play stuff like that and uh, it was just kind of interesting because it's like a you know for the last well a decade we've just seen a lot of homers lost strikeouts uh, less small ball yeah less small ball which I I always enjoy I because that's just where the action is you got guys running the bases well, people talk bases. about the Lester walk off bunt yeah. to this day still right that was one of the most exciting plays from the 2016 season that's probably season. Corey's most tweeted video yeah the Lester there, <laughs> Hayward's grand slam is the one you remember most from him <laughs> that's true yeah. that's true Hayward did score on that on, on that, that Lester one yeah i I've never had anything really against bunting but I do think bunting too much can hurt your team but, and I yeah. feel like when I was a kid, I felt like anytime you got a guy on first, the people, the broadcast always bring up, all right, you sacrifice bunting here. <laughs> and now it's like unheard of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, how excited are you, Cody, that the uh, Brewers are not going to the postseason? <laughs> oh, baby. That's, this is my win for the year, folks. This is World Series. This is my, this is, this is my NLCS okay, for the yeah, season. All right. That other stupid team down in St. Louis. If you want, you want to talk to me about a good hate watch. I mean, what's today? Oh, today is the fourth. I wrote a tweet the other day that in St. Louis on October fourth, for the rest of time, is Yadier Molina Day. Mm-hmm. I tomorrow's Albert Pujols Day. Uh-huh. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> I when they play, whether it's the Phillies or the Padres, whoever. If you want to talk about a good hate watch, oh my God. I am I am going to hate watch that team and whoever they're playing so hard. That will be my Christmas and my uh, my World Series when they're eliminated. Please God, please get them eliminated. But that said, watching the Milwaukee Brewers be the frauds that I said they would be in April. You guys laughed at me when I said they weren't going to win a division. They didn't even make the playoffs. So yes, I said this team would win 87 games. That was dumb and stupid, but at least I was right about the Brewers, and I can take that. I'll take a little solace in that. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> glad they're out. I'm glad they're out. I saw you going at it with some Brewers fans on the Twitter machine. <laughs> Tell them they buy their tickets at Subway for $5. Yeah. Also, can we just talk about this for a second? How come every time I like pay, poke fun at someone and their team – Missing the playoffs or whatever. Everyone's like, well, you're a Cubs fan. I'm like, well, if it was the opposite, you would do the same thing too. Like, that's part of rivalry. That's part of being a fan. Whenever the team you don't like loses, we enjoy that. That's, rub it that's, in their face. Yes, that is literally sports. That's literally what sports is for, is to yell at your friends and tell them that they suck. All right? So don't, don't tell me that I can't talk because my team had a bad year. All right? I remember in 2016 when my team won, and I shoved it in your faces. And I did the same thing the next year. It was the greatest freaking uh, celebration tour of my life, all right? And then when things started to go downhill, I had to sit and take my L's. And I did, okay? Now, my team sucks, and your teams are taking L's. I'm going to let you know. 
That's part of sports, dude, is what it is. Yeah, take your sportsmanship and stuff it, according to Cody Del Mendo. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like that's, that's like the reason we watch is so we can, we can shit on our friends when their team loses. I mean, it, that kind of is one of the most fun parts about sports is bragging to your friends when your team wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah no question about it. No, it is, and that's why, you know, being a Mizzou fan and the amount of times that we lose to Kansas in basketball, and it, you know, <laughs> sucks. It's hard. Yeah. There's a lot more L's taken than, than W's. A lot more shit to be yeah. talked to me than shit to be talked to. My so when friends. the Cubs, when the if the Cubs, you know, spend this off season and have put a good product out on the field next year, and they somehow either make the wild card or win the division, or whatever, and they, if they win a playoff series or whatever, like, yeah, I'm gonna take that W and I'm gonna freaking ride it for as long as I can because it's been a tough like three or four years, guys. That Brewers lost was the most exciting sporting event for Chicago fans until the Packers lose their playoff game. Yes. That, that'll that be the next big one we have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can we put that up somewhere, Joey? I'll literally, like, hold it. <laughs> oh, my God. Not in focus. <laughs> <laughs> That's his new catchphrase. Everybody can do it. I will literally hold it the entire show. The rest uh, of the show. Arizona. Okay. We're right there. Oh, you, you can't, can't see, see it. Can't see it. Here we go. Here we go. Put it right in here. front of the Chicago Cubs book. Oh, okay. In the book. Oh, yeah. Here, there, uh, Arizona Fall League, Mesa Solar Sox, <laughs> Brendan Davis, home run. I don't think you can see it. Brendan Davis, home run. Nobody? Yeah, Brendan Davis, home run. Owen Casey and Matt Mervis, also doubles. <laughs> And the Arizona Fall League today for the Mesa Solar Sox. Yeah. Yeah, I know they were... Mervis, yeah, Casey. Yeah. At the beginning of the show, they were putting in here Brennan Davis home run. Yeah, people we were, tried to get we're there. We tried it. to tell the guys, the bosses, we need to be there. Yeah. Maybe we can get PHNX uh, out there. Help us out. Get us a little something, something out yeah, there. Yeah, maybe. It's an That'd idea, be huh? Be sick, yeah. Yeah. But I wish we could be there, though. I. It'd be a lot warmer. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Although today was... I would take today's weather over any day in Arizona. Yeah. Today was awesome. Today was, today like was a, a beautiful day. Yeah. Top 10 day. I, I hope it stays that way at least for like 48 hours. Um, what did it, it, I was going to say, it is a, it nice to see those guys. I mean, you, th- those are their lone hits of the day. But, I mean, it, it's Arizona Fall League. There's there's good players in there. And Just I know glad that, Davis is up and yeah, moving. And hitting yeah. home runs. Like, yeah. like, it's the pitchers that the Cubs sent aren't as highly touted. And I don't think they've pitched yet, so obviously you want to hope that they do well. But you also want to see Brennan Davis, Matt Mervis, and Owen Casey, you know, hit the ball. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, uh, I saw a video of – I actually saw a video of all three. You know, Owen Casey's hit off center field, the center field wall. Yeah, don't I saw remember one. exactly where uh, Mervis's went, but Brennan Davis, you know, was off the bat. He knew it was gone kind of thing. Like, those are what you want to see out of out of guys out in Arizona, especially, you know – with Davis having missed so much time this season, yeah. but then like Mervis and and uh, Owen Casey, you know, especially Owen Casey, I think is just twenty years old. Like he had that aggressive assignment to high, you know, his first, both them like, he's the Canadian. Yeah, yeah, and, and long season, and then they're telling him, okay, now when your season's over, get ready because you're going to go out to Arizona and right. play for another month. More. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you want to see. You want to see those guys be able to to succeed into that, and because that that kind of shows them like kind of what it takes. To, if you want to, if you want to, you know, make the World Series, you want to play in the playoffs. Like this is how long you have to play. This is how long the season is. Right. So to see them have have you know decent days, having good days um, to start out, like that's 
that's, I guess, all you can ask for. Uh, Chicago, you're ready getting the best coverage for your favorite teams right here on CHGO. Now get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like tomorrow with apparel from the leader in sports merchant collectibles, FOCO. Looking for that perfect gift for the football fan in your life? FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight the Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Cody loves this next one. Oh. Shy town Cornhole. Oh, yeah. I do love Shy town Cornhole. Shy town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Cornhole bags, call it whatever you want. Our signature box style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders, recessed in on the back, LEDs that light up the hole and exterior, and handles for easy carrying, handcrafted scorekeepers. Veteran-owned and operated, we can ship anywhere, offer local pickups, specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event. Wedding gifts, gifts for all occasions, especially tailgates and backyard barbecues. By the way, the next CHGO football tailgate coming up against the Bears-Dolphins game, right? Yes. Yeah, was it in November? November 6th. Um, um, yeah. November 6th is the date? Yeah. A little over a month from now. Yeah. Boy, I hope the weather's still like this. I'm going to have a few bundle more up. friends out there than I did the first one, so I'm excited. Yeah, I might have to bundle up a little bit, too. Yeah. I'll be you there. Know. I'll be there. A little hot chocolate with some Tito's in it instead of uh, a seltzer. Use the game time app. Maybe go to the game. Now, you went to the game after the tailgate, right? I did. This last time? Yeah. I did. Used game time. Used he was very, he was very, very tired, but he went. Oh, he I'm went. Exhausted. No sleep. Game time app. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. the only way, well, it'll be amped up because I'm going to be there. You know, that's always big for everybody. <laughs> always very exciting. And number two, the bigger reason, Cody, you could bring Creed on maybe a, a compact disc or something and really... <laughs> Boombox that baby. With arms wide open. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Will you take me higher? We got pexing in it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the guy never sleeps. I am going to blare some greatest hits of Creed on the way home tonight on the electric yeah. scooter. You're going to piss a lot of people I, off. I don't care. It I don't back. care. I really don't care. <laughs> on the scooter? Yeah, on the yeah. scooter. Yeah. I got that. I got like one of those JBL speakers. Mm. Just ride down Halstead going 15 and a half miles per hour down I, in the bike lane. Arms Wide Open and Higher I think are the only two songs I know from Creed. My Sacrifice? I probably, I Ooh, think I have. I, how, I, can't, I can't get it in my head but that's like another popular one. One last breath is also good. One last breath, Peck. Do you know one last breath? Peck, let's let's get uh, Peck, one, we need, one we need last some breath. Some other Creed songs. Do you have any that you know other than Higher and? There you go. Oh, Big Dave knows some too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's one last Ooh. breath. I hope you guys hear this. I hope you guys can hear this on the podcast. <laughs> I feel like Big it's Dave is singing Michael McDermott or somebody. So I don't know exactly if that's down. right. Um, -dun -dun -dun. I did it. Go Marlins? Go Marlins? No. No. 
Oh my goodness. Oh man. Well, we'll, have, we'll have to do this off air. <laughs> Who's Gold Marlin song? Creed, apparently. Lucas is actual is, is asking for some Nickelback. Nickelback. See, that's what I said. Nickelback is. Look at this photograph. I like it better with the. I like it better with the look at this graph vine. Look yeah. at this graph. I think Nickelback is disrespected. This. They're not as bad as they get credit for. All right. Anyways, uh, but before we, read my sack, you can tell this before. team stinks, and we're sitting here singing Creed and Nickelback here with one game left in the season. Super chat. Oh, PS Five that live. You Thank you. Shout out to PS5 Datline. You no, know, we should start singing more often, man. I'll sing for you. won't be very good, but I'll do it. What yeah. open? <laughs> no, there you go. Stucky, Stucky's in on it. <laughs> um, before we head out, I just wanted to plug the story I wrote earlier today. Oh, yes, please. AllCHGO.com. It's locked. You need a subscription to sign up. You can sign up, play Creed at the same time. Yeah, you can yep. do that. I mean, that's it's, immaciulate vibes at this it's point. Like, you know, sixty bucks a month if you do it for the year. Like it's sign up good on points. Deal. You get stuff from yep. me, but you also get stuff like you know if you're if if you don't mind reading sock stuff, Vinny Duber does great work. Uh, Will Gottlieb over on the Bulls. Uh, where's Peck? Is Peck bringing back the the pecking order? Dave, uh, Dave, do you know? Is Peck bringing back the pecking order? Yeah, they do pecking order. All right, so pecking order will be on there if you're into bowl stuff. Obviously, the Bears guys do a lot of good stuff, but like, yeah. So if if you haven't subscribed, you should do that. But I wrote about <laughs> Willie Harris earlier today. Um, you know, Cubs third base coach, and I kind of you know it, it gave me the idea when when the Sox job opened up. You know, Tony Larusa's not coming back next year due to health reasons. I already missed all of September, um, and I talked to Willie over the weekend. Uh, about the job, but also just about his interest in managing in general. Yeah. Because um, he was a minor league manager. Yeah, he, man- he managed a year in the Sox system uh, and two years in San Francisco system. But, I mean, he played on that 2005 World Series Sox team. Um, he was a hitting coach for a year. He, again, he managed a team. So he knows the Sox uh, organization really well. From what... Rick Hahn said to reporters yesterday, it does not – I mean, Stephen, you could let me know, but he doesn't want someone that has been in the White yeah, Sox organization. Yeah, so A.J. Brzezinski, which a lot of people like talking about, he's got to be out. Um, Ozzy's probably not out. Ozzy's got to be out for the same reason. Yeah. Uh, I saw Scott Merkin writing about Jim Tomey. I would assume that's out as well. Yeah. So, and yeah, he not going to be a White with, Sox guy. He wanted somebody with, like, recent – Playoff managing or coaching experience, so that yeah, eliminates yeah. a lot of those. Which guys. are which are also you know two two things. I mean that works against Willie because it's two years in Chicago. The Cubs are going may end up like thirty one or thirty two right. something like Probably that. Games Joe Madden's out. Um, Joe Madden's out. They're not thinking. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but as far as where where Willie's concerned, like he want he would love the job. I know he interviewed for it two years ago before they hired Tony. Um, but just based on I guess Rickon's comments, it may not be in the cards. Uh, but he he gave really good insight on what he thinks a manager should be, uh, why he's interested in that job, um, what he would like to do with that job, um, and you know just kind of talking about you know his interest again his interest in the Sox job, but just his interest in, in managing in general. So, I mean, obviously I recommend it, but I might be a little biased. <laughs> but if if yeah, go allchgo.com. It's on there. Get the membership. Um, get the free shirt while you're yeah, at get it. The membership, yeah. get the free shirt. Don't have the membership. Bet. Get the free Use shirt. Use code chgo on points bet. And deposit fifty bucks, 
place your $50 bet on SMU plus three, and you get a free shirt, and you're going to win money because I promise you SMU is going to cover three points tomorrow. I mean, what else? Do, I mean, I just I just did an ad for points bet, and we don't even have points bet ad to do in this show No, today. we don't have one. But, uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, PS5, uh, Dad Lie says, Dale Swaim has grit. <laughs> That's a He's good point. Got grit. And Ricky I'm, all about, should, I'm a big grit guy. I still <laughs> say Rick, Ricky Renneria should walk in and say, I guess it was all my fault. Drop the microphone. There you walk go. Walk out. There you go. Uh, Willie Harris, uh, you know, I'm not a manager evaluator guy, uh, but the guy wears Jordan 1s every day at, at third base. He is a vibe. And if you're man, you get if yeah, he's got great celebrations. The one most nobly with Patrick Wisdom on his home run trot. I mean, vibes, 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 baby. You know, I'm the vibe. I, I enjoy vibes. Like, if you're here for vibes, like Is Willie Harris. Creed? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This Luke, is the most creed we've ever known. Lucas said he's a member, so thank you, Lucas. Thank you, Lucas. Appreciate you. It's going to change. Is this legal to be doing right Probably now? Probably not. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was if somebody rang my phone. There's nothing they can say about that. <laughs> we weren't playing the music on the show. I can't help that my phone is ringing and playing Creed. It's my ringtone. <laughs> uh, I heard Jason Hayward's looking for a job. Yeah, we were actually talking with Sean a little bit. Jason Hayward actually kind of makes a little bit of sense for the Sox yeah, as like a minor league like invite type thing. I was right? going to say, he wants to play. I, th- I thought you were like talking about No, manager. not for I'm a manager. Like, I'm just reading like, comments uh, here. He wants we're to he wants vibing to play. here at the end. Um, uh, hey, we yeah. got one more to go. Will Adrian Sampson shove one more time? Perhaps. He may. Well, what was my stat? It was one of eight starting pitchers. Uh, six innings, one earned run or less, something like that, all season. And I a think streak, and then six straight games, like or five he's up straight to like games. Eighteen starts now. He's like it's not time. a small sample size. His ERA is barely three. It's been since the end of June. I think June twenty fourth yeah. or twenty fifth was his first. Was when he got when he got called back up. I don't remember if he started that night, but he was. Yeah, he he's been. It's been three months of him being, being good. Like it's again, he hasn't. Really ever got blown up on. He's had really, really good starts. Man, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. But, again, I think I think Samson just pitched his way onto the 2023 team. Yeah, he's it's been exciting. He's been one of the few bright spots. I'm excited to see it. And, also, I wouldn't want to end the season on a sweep of, thanks to the Cincinnati Reds, especially with how that well they played over the last two or three weeks. So, Hopefully they win tomorrow so we can end the season on a high note. Push to 74. Push to 74. Push you know, I was to really 74. banking on that over 75 and a half, and they made me sweat it. Well, whoever still had that 73 and a half still, yeah. still sweating it out. Yeah, you had the 73, <laughs> you got a big sweat tomorrow, <laughs> brother. You got a big sweat tomorrow. Feel better and just bet SMU plus three. Thank you. Yeah. Cubs lose. I, I, first of all, I can't believe they gave up a 2-0 lead, but that's what happens. What was smart. your favorite part of the 2-0 lead, Luke? Uh, oh, you didn't tweet that the out. The <laughs> strikeout in the first inning. Mm. And no, I did tweet it out with the score graphic, Ryan. Got another call. <laughs> another call. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, anyways. Uh, really, everybody in the chat's been awesome tonight. Thanks, everybody that showed up. Game 161. Hit that like button strong. on your way out of here. Again, we we're going to be doing shows at 120 in the off season. So just because tomorrow's the last game, if you're going to miss the last game's what post-game J- show. What day is Jed talking? 
Friday. Jed's Friday? talking on Friday. Okay. Uh, Friday's show will be at 4 o'clock. But then once the offseason starts next week, we'll start doing them at 120. Monday, yeah. 120. Tuesday, 120. Wednesday, Thursday. Both 120. 120, 120, 120. 120 Cubs, 120 CHGO Cubs. Uh, mm. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. And we will see you for game 162, the season finale tomorrow. We hope you'll join us. Until then, fly the W.